And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Psalms 81. Psalms 81. Last week, we left off discussing God's displeasure over Israel's refusal to embrace His instructions. Amen. We saw God lamenting over his people's refusal to embrace his instructions. And he says, I'm giving instructions for your own good. How many of you know that it is sometimes the way it is sometimes with our kids? We're giving them instructions because we've been down the road ahead of them, 35 years ahead of them, 20 years ahead of them, and you're giving them instructions because they're coming the same way you went and they would not embrace your instructions. Mm? And then you have to lament because they have a will and God has a will and God knew that we have a will so he he came up with a new covenant old covenant old covenant thou shalt thou shalt thou shalt thou shalt thou shalt and then we told God no I won't no I won't no I won't <laughs> Uh, so God said, I'm going to introduce a new covenant. I'll put their laws, my laws in their heart. They'll, I'm going, they'll have a desire to walk with me, talk with me, love me on their own. Uh, amen? Glory be to Jesus. How many of you think of the new covenant? Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. So Psalms 81, let's read through it quickly. And I want to move rather expeditiously because... As I said, we are continuing from last week. There is a point here I want to spend some time on. Amen. Verse 11 reads again, But my people would not hearken to my voice. We said hearken means listening with a desire to do. You remember that? It's different from hearing or listening, hearkening. Mm -hmm. My people would not hearken to my voice. And Israel would none of me. They don't want me. Verse 12, And as a result, I gave them up. Unto their own heart's lust. Mm -hmm. And they walk in their own counsels. Verse 13. Oh, that my people had hearkened unto me. Mm. And Israel had walked in my ways. And this is what God said he would have done for them. If they had walked in his ways and listened to him. He said, I should have soon subdued their enemies. And turned my hand against their adversaries. Next benefit of embracing the Lord's instruction verse 15 the haters of the Lord should have submitted themselves unto him but their time should have endured forever God is talking about lasting prosperity here their time I would have blessed Israel forever and the last one verse 16 he should have fed them also with the finest of the wheat and with honey out of the rock should I have satisfied thee Wow, three powerful benefits. Why were they not able to embrace God's instructions? We'll see why. God diagnosed the problem. And brothers and sisters, sadly, the problem is in all of us. Amen? We said our fear is to read the Bible and keep the information on the pages. We have to relate it to ourselves. Amen? So it can come alive, so we can benefit from it. So, as I said, we see here in these verses, God the Father expressing his disappointment over Israel's refusal to listen to him. Amen. The Bible says that there is a way on, that seemeth right. 
unto a man. I think it's in Proverbs 14, 12. Israel thought their way was right. God said there is a way that seems right. But the end of that way is death. So God is telling them, I need you to embrace my instructions. Go my way. Because your way is going to lead to death. And death means separation from God. And of course, ultimately, physical death. Amen. But not to have the presence of God, which is so sweet. We just read your presence. Uh, we just sang that your presence is an open door. Your presence is an open door of opportunity. An open door of peace and contentment and love and direction. Amen. How many of you, you just, you like when God just talked to you? Yes. Glory be to God. It changes your day. Yes. Mm -hmm. Glory be to God. Reroutes, he reroutes your steps. Yes. Glory be to God. To save you from issues and problems. Yes. Mm -hmm. Protect you from danger. Yes. Take a left here. Because danger is on the right. Yes. Oh, what a blessing. Yes. Thank God for his protection. Yes. And his direction. Amen? Amen. Glory be to Jesus. But God said in verse 11, I tempted to do that, but my people would, uh, they would not hearken unto me. Uh, um, as I said, hearken means to listen. Since, I'll tell you this much. Um, well, I'll come to it in the, um, in the sermon. He said in verse, can you go to verse 11? Not only would they not hearken to my voice, they would have none of me. They were not willing to follow me. They would not consent to my will. And the text seems to indicate that it's not that they were not, they were just outright belligerent. That's not what the text is saying. How, how many of you find yourself sometimes in a situation, you, you just want to do better, but you can't? You, you just want to do better, but you can't. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, sometimes you find yourself in the situation and then you make a mistake and you cry. The tears come from your eyes. Yeah. Well, I'm going, God diagnosed the problem. We're going to look at the problem this morning. Amen? So we can deal with it. You know, Jesus came to Peter. Uh, they were praying in Gethsemane. He was about to go to the cross. And then he came upon them and they were asleep. And Jesus said, you couldn't, couldn't you stay with me? Couldn't you watch with me one hour? And then he said with his own mouth, the flesh, he said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh, he said, he said, you did not stay home. You came, you had good intentions, but you didn't have the power to carry it through. That's what the Bible says. For as many as received him to them, he gave power to become the sons and daughters of God. Saints, you need power in these days to live as a son, a daughter of God. You need power to say no. You need power to say not now. You need power to say never. Because you see, Israel had been through the promised land and they saw the behavior of the heathens. Uh, be careful what you see. Be careful where you go. Be careful what you hear. Be careful where your feet take you. Ah, oh God, I give you praise. Hallelujah. I get what I'm saying, saints. You got to be very careful. If you're going to live as a son or daughter of God. <laughs> oh God, I give you praise. Yeah, you. Mm. 
Yeah, this world out there has a pool. Yeah. I said, has a pool on you. Yeah, you got to get up and shake up yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to shake up yourself. And I'm going to leave that life. Yeah, I'm going to walk with the Lord. Yeah. I'm going to walk with him like Noah did. I'm going to walk with him like Enoch did. The Bible says, Enoch walked with God. And God took him. <laughs> ah, glory be to God said the walk has been so good. The fellowship has been so beautiful enough. Enoch, you all say Enoch. Enoch, Enoch depends on where you come from on the earth. And they are walking and they are fellowshipping. And God said, you've been so far from the house. Let's just go home with me. <laughs> ah, glory be to God. He, you, you see, that is what God has been looking for from Israel. You will see in a while, God told Israel, what am I requiring of you to do? Is it difficult? I'm asking you to do justice, to be kind to one another. Is that difficult? How many of you know at the core of people's heart, they want to do right? Yeah, at the core of people's heart. Yeah, they want to do right. They lack the power though to do right. And that's what we're going to talk a little about this morning. Amen. Having the power to do right. You see, many people think, well, let me continue here. You mind if I continue with our text, yeah? <laughs> Ooh, Jesus, we give you praise. And, and so Jesus said to them, as I said, sometimes you want to do right, but God, I give you praise. The flesh, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Uh, and Jesus himself said that. Jesus knew that. That's why he said that. Amen. Now, see, this is not the only text where God lamented of Israel's refusal to embrace his instructions. Let us go quickly to Isaiah chapter, I'm sorry, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 15. Let me show you what God says right there. Because he's been beckoning them for a while. Mm -hmm. You got it? Deuteronomy chapter 32 15. God says, but Jeshurun, which is a name, an old name for Israel, waxed fat. Uh-huh. And kicked. You know sometimes when you're just comfortably just kick back. Things are fine. Uh, you don't have to stress anymore. There is. All the bills are met. Amen. <laughs> that's, what the, that's, what the, that's what the Bible says. That's what God is communicating here. Things were fine with them. They had no, they had no want. No lack. For that matter their bills were an automatic payment. <laughs> when you get there you know that things are really good. You haven't got to worry with a bill, amen? Yeah. They just take it straight. And you just keep on living, praising the Lord. Uh, that, that's what happened with them. God's blessings can do that, you know. God's blessings can get you so comfortable. So comfortable that you think you might be tempted to do nothing. But be very careful with, with comfort and safety. They undermine your Christian life. Let me hear you. Let me tell you since The need... To be safe and comfortable can undermine your Christian life. It takes the strength to fight out of you. That's why you got to remember where it came from. It's an opportunity. It's a privilege. It's not a right. Well, glory be to God. And so the Bible says here that God is telling us, Thou, thou art waxen fat, thou art grown thick, Lord have mercy. And the Bible is second the truth, not me. Amen? Because of the goodness. Thou art covered with fatness. 
Then what? Then what? He forsook God, which made him and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. Things got so good with Israel. They lightly esteemed God. Can I bring it home? Yeah. Things got so good. They can no longer come to church on Wednesday evening. All right. All right. Can, I, can, can I bring it home? Things are so good that they don't, they don't need to come to Primitive anymore. But from the, they don't need to come. But, 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 but when something bad happens, oh, all of a sudden they remember there is prayer on Wednesday evening. <laughs> you, you see, we cannot leave it on the pages of the Bible. We have to bring it home. Since, let me share with you this right here. Your source and my source has always been God. Always been God. And you never forget God. It doesn't matter how blessed you get. You never forget the way to God's house. You never forget the way to prayer meeting. Let, let me say it again. You never do what? Forget the way to prayer meeting. Well. Let's look at another verse where God beckoned Israel and we'll move forward. Think the amens. Uh, I'm not getting the smiles. Amen. <laughs> Jeremiah 7, 24. I'll jump over. It says here, Jeremiah 7, 24. But they hearkened not. You see the same word coming up. Hearken, hearken. They hearkened not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the councils and in the imagination of their what? And, and see what happened after they walked in the imagination of the evil heart. What happened? They went back and not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went back and not forward because they forgot where the blessings came from. You know, I, I, I remembered uh, when my wife was pregnant, pregnant with Emmanuel, um, in, um, that's a long time ago, 2005. In 2006, um, you know, he was but a baby. And people would say to me, I was always active in church. People would say to me, okay, now you have to stay home. You cannot be in church as often as you used to be. Y yes. Sometimes you're, can I be honest a few cents? And hear me, I am, I am just sharing you. Let me sit down so I can tell you that. <laughs> Sometimes the way you serve God intimidates people. Yeah, yeah. And they're just hoping that you slow down to appease their conscience and their guilt. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so they came to me and they said to me, now you got to slow down. Because you're making me look bad. No, they didn't say that, but you could see it on their face. And I went home and I began to, that's why you got to be very careful what people say to you, what you allow in your ear gates. And then it goes in your heart if you don't deal with it. And prophetess, I went home and the Lord said to me, <laughs> the Lord said to me, you hear me very carefully. The Lord said to me, don't let the blessing Disrupts you from serving the blesser. Yeah, don't let the blessing. And so I spoke to my wife and I told my wife, baby, I'm going to serve God even harder. 
Yes, I'm going to serve him even harder. And we understood each other. Praise the Lord. We never stopped. I never stopped. I'm, I, I, I just kept plucking ahead. Because I knew where the blessing came from. And I knew I got to stay on my knees to protect the blessing. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? The reason why we lose most time the blessing is because we forget neology. Neology. Yeah, yeah, that is what happened to Israel. And the same thing has been repeated. We Christians, we are following right in their steps. Looking to be comfortable. Looking to be safe all the time. L looking not to get hurt. Listen to me. Hear me. Hear, hear. One, of my distant, one of my distant mentors said to me, Manuel, there is too much hurt out there. You, you cannot dock it. You cannot dock all the hurt that's out there. You got to grow, get emotionally strong, and move forward. Well, or not. <laughs> there is too much hurt out there to, to, to escape or dock it out there. No, you cannot dock all the hurts. <laughs> you got to grow. We got to do what? I think that's what 2 Peter 5.18 says. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. We have a responsibility. Let's jump. Let's, let's move forward quickly. So verse 12 says, God says, because you wouldn't. Verse 12 says, so I gave them up unto their own heart's lust. Yeah. What did God say? God said, because you refuse to embrace my instructions. You want none of me. God said in verse, this is what I'm going to do. I'm, I, what? I, gave, uh, I gave them up unto their own hearts, their own hearts lust, and they walked in there. The word I gave them up here means, this is the image. The image is that of a parent holding the child in their hand. They place their arms across the child, and the child is trying to take the arms around the, the parent. That's the image right here. And God said, since you're fighting me, I am going to give you up. Mm -hmm. Yes, that, that's what he's saying. That's what he meant. I'm going to, to let loose. I'm going to let you loose. I'm going to send you off on your way. I'm going to dismiss you. Amen. So God lifted up his grace from their lives. That's what happens. Well, <laughs> he lifted up his grace. Uh-huh. And allow them to partake in their sinful and stubborn ways. He allowed them to walk in their own counsels, their own purposes, and their own plans. But this is the problem, God said. This is their problem. Their problem, this is the diagnosis. I gave them up to their own heart's lust. That is the problem. The word hearts is not referring to the organ that pump blood throughout the body. The word hearts in Hebrew is leb, L-E-B. Amen. And it means this right here. Oh. It means the seat of emotions and passions. The seat of appetites. Uh, feelings. The will and even the intellect. The scent of everything. That's what the heart means in Hebrew. Amen? Right here. 
So it is an inward mental and moral, it is the inward mental and moral makeup of an individual. The inward mental and moral makeup of an individual. That's why God said to Samuel when he went at Jesse's house, God said, I look on the heart. I look on the inward man, the inward mental and moral makeup. That's what I look at so I can see people's motive. I can see why people do what they do. You remembered? You remembered when Samuel went to Jesse's house? And Eliab and all David's brothers, they came before Samuel. They dressed in their best, their Sunday best. And when Jesse saw, uh, sorry, when Nathan saw Eliab, he said, surely this is the Lord's anointed. Because he came with his robe. And he swung his robe. <laughs> and God said, not so, Nathan. God don't look at the outward appearance. As men do. You be, now you better dress up for an interview. Even if God doesn't look at the outward appearance. Because men do. Human beings do. You still got to dress. Amen. But as far as God is concerned. When he's choosing somebody. He looks at the mental and emotional makeup. That's what he's looking at. He's looking at what you and I cannot see. And that's what God calls the heart. The heart. The Bible says, and God is saying that Israel's problem was a, a heart condition. They had a bad heart. They had a corrupted heart. Because they allow things they see to come in and they are not dealt with it. Yes. They, they heard things and they had not dealt with it. Are you with me, saints? Ah, and because of that, it affected their devotion to God. Yes. They listened to one another. Yes. Ah, glory be to God. Yes. Are you getting what I'm saying? God is saying that is the problem. That is why they were unable to embrace my instructions. Yes. Yes. They saw some things, they heard some things, they went some places. They did some things and did not deal with it. The word, the word lust here. No, no, heart. Heart has two compartments in the spirit. The heart is made up of, listen now carefully, the heart is made up of, I wish I'd brought my diagram. The heart is made up of the born again spirit and the soul. Are you with me? Your born again spirit, which is always for God. But your soul, the soul is made up of the soul is made up of the mind, the will, and the emotions. So when the Bible says, "Love the Lord with all your heart," somebody saying, "Well, all my heart." No, in your heart, you got a will that's fighting God. <laughs> so in your heart, you are not loving God with all your heart. When your will, your mind, and your soul embraces the spirit of God, then you love God with all your heart, yeah. all your mind, all your soul. Yeah. Yeah. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because what you have in the heart, you have God's spirit, the born again spirit. You have the soul. The mind is unrenewed. Yeah. The will wants to, but the mind is saying, "Not today." Oh, are you getting what I'm saying? So that's why you have that fight going on. And you and I need to understand that. So, listen here. Christianity has, salvation has three phases. Three phases. Phase one, justification. Yes. 
Phase two, sanctification. Phase three, glorification. Where we break down is phase two, sanctification. Oh, when we get saved, we are justified. We, God looked at us like nothing happened. Your mind may be telling you, no, you are liar. But as far as God is concerned, you are justified just as you never did any wrong. I know you don't believe me. Let's go to Romans chapter 8 verse 31. Romans chapter 8 verse 30 and 31. Let me show you. Sometimes you have to use the scripture. Amen. So let me show you Israel's problem and it's also our problem. Because we are still stuck in phase 2. Can you say stuck in phase 2? Sanctification. Amen. You need to understand that. That is why sometimes people end up doing stupid things. Because they are not engaged in the process of sanctification. It doesn't happen by osmosis. You got it intentional. About the pursuit of sanctification. Moreover, who, those whom he predestined, sometimes when you read this predestination, we have to be very careful because the Calvinists teaches predestination and Christians are having a problem. Predestination, the Bible says we are predestined, predestinated unto Christ, not predestinated apart from everybody. Our predestination is unto Christ. So when you got saved, God said, um, God said, you are definitely going to end up like Christ down the road. That's it. Not that you are saved apart from everybody else. The Calvinists state that the Calvinists state that some people are destined for hell. It doesn't matter what you do. And 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 and, and to give Mr. Calvin, I doubt that's what the man meant. But I think proponents of those who subscribe subscribe to the Calvinist theory claim that. But if the man was alive today, I don't think that's what he really meant. If you read about John Calvin, hmm? well, let me move on here. Sometimes when you, because Christians hear about those things, predestination, we are predestinated unto Christ. Amen? Yeah. All right. So those who predestinate, them he also called. Huh? Anybody here called? Yes. He's giving us the steps. After you called, them he also what? Yes. The phases of Christianity. Justification. And them he justified, those he also, sorry. And whom he justified, them he also what? So what's the first step? We said salvation has three phases. The first step is what? Uh-huh. Yeah. Justification. And just, yeah. Wonderful. Can you go to verse 31? Verse 31 say. Hold on, I think we need to go back. I meant verse 29. Did you? There is a, there, 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 the three of them are right there. For whom he foreknew, them he also predestined to be conformed to the image of Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Uh, verse 30, sorry, sorry, since I'm trying to get to. Verse 30, sorry about that. Moreover, those who predestined, those, them he also called, and those whom he called, he also justified. And then. Thank you. Sorry. Yes. But you get the three phases. I was trying to use the scripture to support my point. Amen. Justification, sanctification, glorification. Now, 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 Israel's problem was sanctification. Our problem is sanctification. You said what I'm talking about. Sanctification is being set apart unto God. It's not being, it's not just set apart only. 
is being set apart unto God. It has to be unto somebody. Sanctification. So it's been set apart unto God. How do you get set apart unto God? The Bible says, we are in John 17, 17, it says, sanctify them by thy word. Thy word is truth. How do you sanctify? How people get sanctified? Sanctify them how? By the word of God. Because God's word is? That's how, you get, that's how you get sanctified unto God. That is why, brothers and sisters, I'm adamant about studying the word of God. Amen. I'm adamant about reading the Bible. Amen. Until you, it doesn't matter how much you come here on Sunday mornings and on Wednesday evening, you won't be fully sanctified that way. That's right. You need to sit down at the house. Right. Clear some time. Yeah. I'm talking about hour, two hours. Are you with me, saints? Yeah. And give, but give God some time to work on you. Yeah. Work on me. That's what the Bible says. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26 says, uh, quickly, let's go to Ephesians 5 26. That is, why you, that is why there is always a fight in reading God's word. Always a war going on in your soul. Amen. You have people at the house telling you, do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that. Tell them, no, not now. I have said that time to pray and read. Right. And it doesn't matter how much you jump or roll and do. It doesn't matter to me. You have to put your foot down. You have to put your foot down to pursue God. But I thank God for my wife. My wife, I was out yesterday. And she knows on Wednesday my routine. So she said, can you go to the grocery store? Pick this up, pick this up, pick this up. I said, baby, you know it's Saturday. She said, oh, I'm so sorry, I forgot, I'll get it. There was nothing like, well, you're out there already. What you, said, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> How many of you think that for a spouse who understands? Yeah. 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 You know, all of a sudden, trying to mess up my spirit because I'm thinking of the word of God. Amen. And when you come home, the devil has already put, uh, you know, that shred in the house. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So the Bible says here that he might sanctify the church, cleanse it with the washing of the water. washing of the water by what? The That's what the word of God is like water. Yes. Some of us Christians, we have a lot of crud. We need a good old bath. <laughs> yeah, the, we need the, the, the word of God to wash us from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet. It's a while some of us have gotten a good bath. A good spiritual bath. A good washing. Some of us are too cruddy. Because that washing can only be done by the word of God. Washes you. So you feel cleaned. To commune with God, yes. to freely love the brethren, yes. to freely forgive. Yes. Then you'll get the power to become a son and a daughter of God. Yes. Ah, God, I give you praise. When you get saved, you don't just run up and becoming a son or daughter the first day. It takes time so God can work with you, so the power of God can come out from you. That is why we're having such a difficult time to read the Bible. When you decide to read the Bible, you get tired. All of a sudden, you start. 
and Susie from California called. That's right. Hey, girl, <laughs> what are you doing? Nothing. You were just about to read the Bible. <laughs> you just tell Susie I'm about to. I'm about to have a meeting. Yes, sir. If you are, if you are afraid. To tell Susie I'm reading my Bible. You know, you know how some of us are. Right. We're just afraid to tell people what we're doing, especially when we're doing it for God. You know, and, oh, so, and we're pushing the Bible on the side. Oh, I wasn't doing anything, Susie. <laughs> you, you know how I know that? Minister, I did it. <laughs> but I've gotten bold since then. I uh, <laughs> And the devil have them calling exactly yeah. when you're about to read calling from your hey man you have you doing i haven't spoken to him for five years <laughs> and all of a sudden he's calling me <laughs> since who <laughs> who want these three benefits can you go back to our text quickly let me show you our text psalms 81 verses 13 14 and 15 I think it's verses 14, 15, 16. I mean, who don't who want these benefits? Who don't want God to take down their enemies? I mean, who wouldn't want that? To have no problems with enemies at all. Because God has gone ahead and who wouldn't want that benefit? The next benefit, verse 15. Uh-huh. The haters of the Lord should have been submitted unto him, but their time, who wouldn't want everlasting, look at right, the everlasting prosperity. Right here, it means, but their end, their time should have endured forever. That's the time, a time of prosperity, a time of health. Who, who, how many of you wouldn't want that? Yes. And the last one, the last benefit right here. We'll look at it before I close. The last benefit. God said, I will, I would, it's a metaphor. He said, I would feed them with honey from the rock. Oh. It's a metaphor for giving you the best in life every time. But who wouldn't, who wouldn't want that? That's right. But they could not get it because of their heart's lust. They had a heart condition. Mm -hmm. They had a sanctification problem. They were not separated unto God. And when you are not separated unto God, brothers and sisters, you're, you get funny. You know I'm talking about funny? Well, when I let me, let, can, can I elaborate? You become, you, you're not easy for people to deal with. Everything is a problem for you. The problem is a heart condition. It, it just, you, you're just not easy, free going and free flowing. The, the smiles are rare. Can I say the smiles are rare? Yeah, the joy, the innocence and the purity. The Bible says when the righteous is in authority, the people rejoice. That's right. If you're righteous and people are screaming, maybe you are not. All right. All right. Maybe you think you are. Right. Jesus caught a lady. They, they caught a lady. They caught a lady in the act of adultery. And in that particular uh, culture, the punishment is stored in by death. And they dragged the lady to Jesus' feet. Yeah, yeah. They dragged Jesus' feet. And they said to Jesus, she was caught. Because Jesus is teaching forgiveness. And love. And compassion. 
and for loving one another and they drag the lady and she is standing before Jesus and all of them they got a stone every stone is five pounds and they were to kill her and Jesus turned around and said he who has no sin cast the first <laughs> if you have no sin cast the first stone not one stone come out as here then Jesus turned around and he started writing in the ground because the guy who had the first stone his name was Harry and last night he was with Sue Sue is not his wife so So Jesus began to write, Harry was with Sue last night, and they watched him. Harry threw his stone down, and he walked out. Hear me say this. When you're sanctified, the change takes place. People see it. It becomes very evident. Amen. Do not let what happened to Israel happen to us. Pursue sanctification. Overcome the heart's lust. And lust is just, it's, 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 it's not a bad word necessarily. It, it means it is a, the word lust here is imagination. It means to twist. It means a twisted imagination. That's what it means. A twisted imagination. In 2 Corinthians 5. You mind if I give you that last verse? Yeah, I, I skipped a lot of stuff here. In 2, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I think you start from verse 4. It says, for, we, for though we war in the flesh, we are not after the flesh. 2 Corinthians 10. I think verse 5 says, casting down. I want to get down to casting down imaginations, but I want to go further up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So casting down, can you go back to verse 4? Verse 4 says, I want to show you what's going on. For though, yeah, for the weapons of our warfare are not what? But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of? I want to show you because we're at war, like the Israelites were at war, but it's a different type of war. Amen? So he says that our war, the, war, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty. They're what? Mighty. Through God. Can you say mighty? Mean? Can you say powerful? Powerful. Through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. So, uh -huh. Can you go to verse? Uh, is, is that verse? Is that verse four or three? That was verse four, and it continues. This is how the, the weapons are mighty, and it's talking. It's, it's, it says here, casting down what? Can you say lust? lust. Imaginations, images formed in the mind from what you have seen. When you see certain things and they keep coming back to your mind things, don't you say, mm -hmm, what's going on? No. You say, in the name of Jesus, I pull down that thought. It is not of God. I will not entertain it. That's how you fight. You don't close your mouth and watch around looking around. It's, it's happening in there, not out there. <laughs> looking around, who's there? nobody's there but the devil. And he's trying to mess up your mind. He's trying to mess up your life. And so the Bible says you have to cast down imaginations and every high thing 
that exalts itself against high things here means rebellious thoughts just thoughts that are against God and against the things of God thoughts that tell they move you 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 hear a whisper do this do that and you know it's not of God and you find yourself doing it there is a war going on that's what happened to the Israelites they did not have the word of God that's why we have a better covenant that's based on better promises yeah. let me say we have a what a better covenant based on they couldn't say in the name of Jesus Jesus hadn't died as yet we can say in the name of Jesus you can talk to your emotions and say no 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 emotions no 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 that's 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 not what the word of God says it doesn't matter what I see what I feel and I'm not doing it because it's not in the word can I tell you there's a war going on it's a fight for your sanctification is yeah. it's, it's a fight for what your sanctification and you and I we better win that war yeah. because God is depending on you and I yeah. Yeah. so he can subdue enemies yeah. Yeah. and bring it into captivity every thought to do what to what to the obedience of Christ that's what you do how you do it with your mouth with your what? Mouth. With your mouth. That's what you do. With your mouth. Try it sometime. You like it. <laughs> I tried for everything, Prophetess. Finished. I tried. Tried for I just just from eating, and all of a sudden I just ate. And then now after I'm hungry. I said to him, I just ate. I just ate. And I'm hungry. The spirit of gluttony. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. yeah, The gluttony. I just had a well-balanced meal. Uh huh. And all of a sudden, oh, now I'm feeling. No, I said. It does, I said in the name of Jesus, I am not going to eat myself to death. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Mr. Woodley, I use it everywhere. And all give me five, six minutes. That desire for hunger has disappeared. Yes. There's a war going on on every level. On every level. And you and I must be alert. Unless we miss God like the Israelites did. We need to go through this process of sanctification. Israel only, Israel's only possessed 10% of the land God gave them. 10%! And we are still settling for 10%! If God were to show you why you were born. But you need, you and I, we need to go through the process of sanctification. As long as I stand here on this pulpit, I'll always profess the need to read. First Timothy 4, 13. Paul told Timothy, until I come, give attendance to reading. 2 Timothy 2.15 He said Study to show yourself approved He was talking to an individual I witnessed There comes a time when you read And there comes a time for you to study Is that alright? As long as I study I'm going to say it Because that's what's needed And then when you come into that place When you bring your glory I bring my glory We all bring our glory This place will be a towering inferno Healings and miracles and signs and wonders will take place effortlessly. 
How many of you want to change effortlessly? Effortlessly. You want to change? You know, last year in 2022, the phrase on Google, on the phrase on Google, uh, that was Google the most. The phrase that was Google the most was, can I change? The world is crying for change. Can I what? Change. I must write a book. Can I change? <laughs> can I change? They're, can I, they're asking, can I change? Can I change? Yes, you can effortlessly. If you take God's word and put it in your heart like a seed and let the Holy Ghost guard it and protect it so it can reach forth and bring forth fruit. Talking about the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, gentleness. We can change the world, saints. But we have to go through the sanctification process. Let us stop letting the devil intercept our process of sanctification. We have to be intentional about it. We, God has things for us to do. We are behind. God is waiting on us. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Excuse my shouting. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. You see, I've lived what I'm talking about. And look back at my life. And I show the, the challenges and the issues and the setbacks I had. And now they're not there. And the only difference is because I've spent some time in God's word. Yes, I've taken time to deposit God's word in my heart. Because I know it's always a heart condition. It, it is always a heart condition. Sir. Always. It is not a people condition. It is a heart condition. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850 408 
8496.